friends. Welcome to the Skyline Church Podcast. I'm Jonathan Middlebrooks, one of the pastors here at Skyline Church. Skyline is a worshiping community, a disciple-making community, and a generational community. We're committed to seeing revival in our city sparked through the presence of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. These sermons are specific to that purpose and in the context of our unique community. We hope that it might bless you in some way. Enjoy. So going into a new year, there are always new opportunities, new possibilities, new hopes, dreams. There are some surprises, and oftentimes we enter into a new year with some, some maybe some fears and some stressors. And so the question is just, would you like to know how to get on the right path? Because every new year, there are new decisions to make. Do you want to be led in the right path? Do you want goodness and mercy to follow you all of the 365 days of 2022? Since since that's an affirmative, we won't be done. We'll keep going. (laughs) Psalms 23, if you would, you can take your pew Bible out. You can turn there uh, on your phone if you would like. But as we read God's word, I would ask you to stand. I won't ask you to remove your cap. Psalms 23, starting with verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen? Amen. You can sit down. Psalms 23 oftentimes gets pigeonholed as a, as a funeral uh, passage, but I think it's so much more. In fact, I, I'm convinced it is one of the life passages. Now, many times throughout the Bible, we are referred to, we humans, are referred to as sheep. It's not necessarily the biggest compliment the boss could have given us, right? Sh- sheep are, aren't the most threatening of the animals, right? They, they have a tendency to be very slow. Uh, oftentimes, they are sitting ducks for predators. They don't see very good. They, they oftentimes, when they do see something, they have ADD, and they just kind of see it, and they end up wandering off towards that thing. There's a reason why Jesus talks about leaving the 99 for the one, because there's always the one, There's always the one that wanders off, and sometimes that's you and me. We have all the security that we need. We have all the food that we could want. We have a good shepherd who cares about us, yet we see something shiny and and begin to move towards it. Danger always lurks for the sheep. And the reality is that you and I live 
in the shadow, don't we? We, we live in this valley. Earth is death valley. Why? Because the wages of sin is what? The wages of sin is death. And we live in a world that is full of sin. Sometimes it's our own sin that causes death in and around us. And sometimes, unfortunately, we just catch the shrapnel of other people's sin that leads to death and decay. Easy street is no guarantee in this life. In fact, it should never be our expectation that this life is struggle-free. Frustration is what happens when expectations go unmet, right? Frustration is what happens when expectations go unmet. When, when, you have an, when you expect this and get this, there is a gap, and oftentimes we just refer to that as frustration. And, and what I would say is we're oftentimes frustrated for no reason because in this world we will have trials, problems, difficulties, and challenges. We've got three enemies that are always at work, right? Three enemies. We've got first our flesh that pulls us. It wants us to move in a different direction. We have the world who tries to squeeze us into its mold, and that's never going to be kingdom living, right? And then we have a very real devil, devil who is active at every moment. A struggle-free life is not going to happen on this side of heaven, and it likely isn't going to happen for you in 2022. I don't, I don't mean to be Debbie Downer, but I made it about nine hours about nine hours, I'm rewriting this talk for today. At nine o'clock in the morning, I get a call, and it was from uh, another board member who was telling me about a, a board member who we both serve with. It's not City Care, but I serve on another board, and this is his story. He can tell it when he wants to, so that's why I'm being a little obscure. But he got COVID. And he went into uh, the hospital. He had had like a little seizure episode, uh, had COVID. So they admitted him into the hospital. They started scanning his brain to see what might have caused the, um, uh, the seizures. And they found a couple lesions. And so they, they then did a full MRI and they found out he's in full-blown stage four lung cancer. I saw him two days before Christmas. perfectly healthy. In this world, we will have trouble. And it doesn't matter if you go to church three times a week. It doesn't matter if you have your devotions every morning. It doesn't matter if you passionately pursue Holy Spirit. We are still going to have trouble. But we will have more peace and joy So the easy life, I think we got to embrace this. The easy life is not the reward for being good boys and good girls. The rain will fall on the just and the unjust. Circumstances are going to be good for us and bad for us in 2022. We will have untold joy and many of us will experience pain. Pain of loss. Loss of a loved one. Loss of health. Maybe loss of a job, loss of a relationship, or a loss of a, a hope or a dream that you may have had. So here's the question. Knowing that as the expectation, how do we travel well through 2022? 
The first thing from, from Psalms 23 is we have to fully realize that thou art with us. Amen? We got to fully realize that. I talked to a friend of mine who is from another state in ministry and completely, well, not completely, he almost completely nuked his life, his marriage and his family. And when I was talking to him on his phone, I'm like, bro, what, 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 hope, do we, what hope do we have? I mean, what, what, what would you do differently? He said, I'd practice what I preach. I would remember that thou art with me. That's his words, not mine. What would have kept me from doing some of the, making some of the poor decisions, if I would have realized Holy Spirit was right here everywhere I went. I, there were places I wouldn't have gone. Things I wouldn't have done. Things I wouldn't have consumed. So the first thing we have to do is realize that thou art with me at all times. Wherever you go, the job that you work at, the friends that you hang out with, right? Everywhere you go, when you're alone in the car, as I was actually driving to uh, the men's retreat, um, they were out in the country, and anytime you go out in the country, at least for me, I got to turn on country music, right? So I'm rocking to Zach Brown, and and one of Zach Brown's songs comes on and says, you make loving me, you make loving you easy. You make loving you all I want to do. And it was just a push pause there and say, that's actually it. I just assume God the Father's riding shotgun and like you make loving you easy. You, you make loving you all I want to do. Next song comes on. <laughs> I thank God for my life. For the stars and stripes, right? I'm a push pause. That ain't right. I thank God. I thank you for my life, for the scars and stripes, right? So wherever you are, if you realize he is with you, there are just certain things you're not going to do. There are certain songs that turn into worship if you realize thou art with you. And that's good news, truthfully, that we rarely actually live into on a daily basis, that we just celebrated it, right? God with us, Emmanuel. That's what Christmas is about, but it doesn't just stop at Christmas. It happens on January 2nd and January 3rd. Every day, he is with us. He's going to walk with us when things are good. He's going to walk with us when they're not. He'll be with us before the storm. He'll be with us during the storm, and he'll still be right there with us after the storm. And this changes the way that you and I pray. Right? So, so it's no longer, oh my God, I'm in the middle of this storm. Will you please help me? It's now looking beside you and saying, God, thank you so much that you're here with me as I go through this. Have you ever had somebody that's just been around you? You had something come up, crisis situation, and they come and they sit with you in the trial. Ever had that happen? They don't even have to say anything, do they? It's just the fact that you're not alone. You're never alone. We are never alone. And his rod and his staff, they're going to go, they're going to comfort us. And guess what? They're going to guide us, right? Shepherd's got a staff and he walks in some very difficult terrain. Yet that staff, no matter what the terrain of 2022 will have, it will help us keep solid footing. The end, the end of that rod, it will protect us. With blunt force, it could, it could take out a coyote, 
right? Lions, bears, I wouldn't want to fight one with a rod, but if it's God, who's got it and he's got the rod, I feel like I'm, I think things are pretty good. His rod will comfort us, it will guide us, and it will protect us. And in God's loving kindness, he looks at us and says, you need a leader. You need a shepherd. And I want to be that one. Will you let me? If he's our shepherd, notice the first thing he's going to do. He's going to make us lie down in green pastures. He, he understands the tendency in this world is going to be burnout. And he understands that at least once every seven days, you're going to need to Sabbath. You're going to need to rest, right? He knows, that, he knows that there's such thing as too much of a good thing. And there's a danger in that. And so to rest. And then he's going to lead us beside still waters. That, that we, we walk along and there's a calm stream to our right. And no matter what happens over here on the left, no matter what kind of trials, no matter what kind of scary lions and bears may be lurking, just to the right is a place for some refreshment. Next thing, he'll restore your soul. Anybody in need of soul restoration January 2nd of 2022? And then he will lead us down the right path. We're going to make millions of decisions in 2022. Holy Spirit will be there to lead us on the right path. The problem is we are prone to not want to be led. Think about this. Think, think back. 90% of our problems in 2021 would have been solved with rest, refreshment, restoration, and guidance. Amen? You agree? Rest, refreshment, restoration, and guidance. And we're going to need all four of those things as we head into a new year. Why? Because we're walking through Death Valley. But we don't have to worry because he's with us and his staff is there to guide us. His rod is there to protect us. You ever wonder what the hook is? Uh, what was that for on the, on the end of the shepherd's staff? Sometimes, sometimes the, the sheep would go up next to the still water, right? And they're all woolly and they're getting a drink and the wool just like a sponge sucks up that water, right? And they get top heavy and every once in a while they'll fall off into the deep end and the good shepherd reaches out, amen, grabs him by the hook and pulls him safely ashore. You and I at times are going to fall off into the deep end, but don't be anxious because the valley is temporary. The valley is temporary. And God says, I'll be with you. I am all you need. I am all you need. The great I am is all you need. I am is going to prepare a table in the presence of your enemies. God, that's his name. I am, right? I am going to anoint your head with oil. Uh, out of gracious abundance, that's who our Father is. He's going to anoint your cup with oil so that it's not just enough for you, but it pours out. And as a result of you and his blessing on you, you're going to have an impact on other people. Out of the overflow, there are people who are going to get enough because you and I have more than enough. Amen? 
And, and try not to just think of that in material terms. That may be true in material terms, right? He gives you so much that you're able to bless other people. But I promise you what is, people need as much as anything in this world is peace and joy. And as he anoints your cup with peace and joy, it will overflow and others will get enough because you have more than enough. And then he's going to follow us around. He's going to follow us around just wherever we go, dropping goodness and mercy, mercy and goodness, wherever we go. For his namesake. How cool is that? We get the good and God gets the glory. It's for his namesake. He follows us around and we, we oops, make a mistake. He's like, oh, you made a mistake. That's all right. I get, here's mercy. I give you mercy because of that mistake. Just get, get up. Keep going. You want some goodness? Here's a little more goodness. And we're going to keep that cycle going. Mercy and goodness. Goodness and mercy. Right? We're going to keep that cycle going until one day you come into my house for good. Where I have a room and it's got your name on it. And you will dwell in my house forever. John echoes that, doesn't he? John 14. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Believe in me. Believe also in God. In my house, in my father's house, there are many rooms. If that weren't so, I wouldn't have told you that it was so. Paul goes on and echoes the same thing in Romans 8. 831 says this, if God is for us, who can be against us? Who can bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger of the sword. No, in all things, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor height or, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ our Lord. That's good news. This is what Jesus offers. And you and I get to decide, are, are we going to embrace the leading of the shepherd, or are we going to say, no, thank you, I'll lead myself? No, no thanks, God, I, I got this, kind of end up following this person instead. It's our choice. Verse 5, you and I would have all written this differently. If we'd have been David, we, we, we would have written this, verse 5, differently. You, you prepare a table in the presence of my enemies. How, how would you have written it? I, I would have written it, you prepare a table for me in your presence alone while you nuke my enemies. That's how I would have written it. David in his wisdom says, no, no, you prepare a table for me. In the presence of my enemies. Wow. In all my distractions, you prepare a table. In the midst of all of my trials, you prepare a table. In the midst of all of my fears, you have prepared a table. I am. I am is the one who prepared the table. The shepherd is our host. And it's a table for two, right? He, he didn't prepare this table and say, I, I'm going to prepare this table and I'm going to leave a manual on it right there and then I'm going to go over here. And you, you, you enjoy the, the bounty there. Read the manual and I'm over here. No, this is, this is a table for two and a table meant something 
in, at, in the day of the 23rd Psalm, right? They lived in a desert. Come on, e- excess food and drink was an absolute rarity. So, so for somebody to, to prepare a spread like this, I mean, it, this is the ultimate act of hospitality, of generosity, of welcome. David portrays himself in Psalms 23 as an honored guest, and he's not the only one. This is, this is for all of us, that we are honored guests at his table. He recognized that he wasn't just this short-term visitor who gets entertained for a moment and then sent away from him, or, or that this was just a place that he would come on occasion only. No, David understood that this was a place of high honor. In fact, it was a perpetual place that he had at the Lord's table. So, what, what does this mean for us? It means in the midst of unwanted guests, like death, disease, divorce, depression, anxiety, stress, addiction, loneliness, hostility, Whatever lurks behind enemy lines in your life, it's in the midst of all of that that he prepares a table for two. This is what it means to follow Jesus. This is what it means to have relationship with the creator of the universe. In the midst of all of it, it's a a table for two. I, I've committed in my phone, so you know it'll happen. I've committed to read Psalms 23 on the 23rd of every month at 7 a.m. to remind me that there is a table. I, ho- I, you know, I, I hope to be with him every day at the table for more meals than just one, right? But at least the 23rd of every month, I now I'm going to read Psalms 23 and get back to this message because I think it's a message that we've got to remember and it's got to be repeated. Because success for any of us, whether it's business, athletics, or following Jesus, it's just, a, it's just a few things, right? It's just a few disciplines repeated consistently. Think about your job, anything else that you want to do well. It's really just a few disciplines that you repeat consistently. And we've got to come back to the table, which is just me and him on a consistent basis. This is the offer, table for two. In the midst of the madness of this world, he prepared it and he paid for it. How many times do we trade this, an intimate moment at a small table with the creator of the world? How often do we trade this for just the craziness of the world? When the invitation is there to sit and speak and listen, to the Father. Father, thank you so much for the way that you love me. You sent your only son to die for me. No matter how lost or disobedient I get, you're always there. Nobody else loves me this way. You've never one time in the midst of my wander given up on me. You've never reassessed your valuation of me and my purpose. Never given up on my potential. You're the only one. 
who's loved me like this. That beats reading your Bible, doesn't it? Just reading your Bible. <laughs> Read your Bible too and talk to the Father that way. I know a lot of people who, who don't think that way, don't pray that way to the Good Shepherd. I've counseled with people who just can't get the intimate relationship with someone they can't see. So if you can't get that, let me help you. You are rooted and grounded in the shepherd's love. Do you hear that? You are rooted, firm foundation in the love of the good shepherd. And if that's true, then the overflow of that is going to be love. The overflow of your life is love towards others. Because out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? So when you see the Father like this, like a, like a host, a generous host with an abundant offering, and he invites you to it because he loves you so much, when you see the Father that way and you see yourself that way, then and only then can you love your neighbor, love your spouse, love your children, Love your enemies with that kind of love. And if you don't do that, you probably just have an inappropriate view of yourself. If you're a fault-finding person with yourself, you, you got to believe that that's bound to leak out on other people, right? Where all you do is see what's wrong with somebody else instead of what you were created for, which was love. So if in 2022, we can get free from ourselves, free from being a Christian for ourselves, and, and then realize that we are Christian for his glory and the redemption of others, if we can really embrace that, we can make a difference in our world. He can make a difference in us, and out of that overflow, we can make a difference in our world. That's what it looks like when we follow the good shepherd, and that only comes that only comes with time at the table. We talk a lot about abiding around here. There are no shortcuts. There are no shortcuts to abiding in his love. It takes time at the table. We are positioned for love to love. We are positioned for love to love. Reader, if we will pop up, First John 4, 7. It says this, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his uh, son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. What does the good shepherd do? He lays down his life for another, right? Goes on, verse 11, dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us. And his love is made complete in us. Why the table in the presence of enemies? 
Why the table in the presence of enemies? Because I believe there's a whole bunch of people that need to, to, to witness how his sheep respond in times of crisis, trial, frustration, hardships. There's a lot of people who just need to witness what's the overflow of an intimate relationship with God the Father. So the goal, the goal isn't the great escape to get to the the room in the mansion, right? The the goal of the Christian life is not to escape the, the valley and go to heaven. The goal of the Christian life is to be love. It's to be love in the valley. The goal is simple. Our goal as followers of Jesus is to imitate Christ. 1 Peter 2, 21, for this is who you have been called because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps that we look like Jesus. 1 John 2, 6, whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way that he walked. If we abide in Jesus, we'll walk in the same way as Jesus. Did Jesus suffer? Yes. Did any, when you squeezed him, what came out? Love. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children, not begrudging, as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. It all starts. The Christian life begins and ends at the table. Not just this table in the presence of our enemies, but that table in the presence of our enemies, right? The communion table, it's something that we get to participate in every single week here. Where we get to join in an intimate moment and share his body and his blood to imitate Christ. So before we scatter and pray and take communion with friends and family, I would just ask that as we begin a new year that you do two things that you, one, reflect on the times where he, this year, in 2021, has provided you rest, refreshment, restoration, and guidance. Would you, would you do that? Just take 30 seconds. Oh, but you can, you can come up. Rest, refreshment, restoration, and guidance. Where has he given you that in 2021? And then would you have the courage to ask him to give those things to you again in 2022? Final thought from from, uh, men's retreat. I don't know if it's helpful for all of you. It might be helpful for, for some. As we move into communion. Communion is really just long for co-union right? Co-union with Jesus. That's what communion was, is all about. And to get from communion to co-union, you've got to remove a couple of M's in the word, don't you? And I think that stands for my wishes and my desires. We've got to remove our wishes, our desires from that. So many times what blocks communion is what I want. Would you be willing to lay that down and say, it's all yours. Sure, I prefer easy street, but I know it's unlikely. So I'm going to lay down my wishes, I'm going to lay down my desires, and I want to pick up yours for my life. Would you stand with me and pray? Heavenly Father, 
we do thank you. It seems so trite, but it's all we got. Thank you so much for your love. You didn't just tell us you loved us. You showed us you loved us. You didn't just return uh, to heaven and watch us kind of try to struggle our way and role play this thing called life on planet earth, but you sent your helper, Holy Spirit, who unlike you, Jesus, couldn't be with everybody all at once at the same time, but through Holy Spirit, all seven billion of us at any time throughout the day, whether good or bad, can join you at the table in an intimate moment with just the two of us. Thank you for Holy Spirit. Thank you for what your son did for us on the cross as we move into this time of communion. Thank you for what you did, the way you guided us, directed us through all the ups and downs and unknowns of 2021. And as we prepare for 2022, Father, we're gonna be more aware than any other year that you travel with us. And because of that, there are places we're just going to make a decision we won't go, things we won't do, things we will not consume because you are with us. Thank you that your rod will protect us from the predators who have nothing but ill will for us and want to kill, steal, and destroy. Father, thank you for your hook that will reach out and save us when we fall in the deep end. We just trust that everywhere we go, January 2nd, January 3rd, and all the way through December 31st, that goodness and mercy will follow us every day. And we are extremely grateful in Jesus' name. Amen.